Praise God. I'm very happy and glad to see you all and very warmest welcome in the name of Jesus to each one of you. How many of you are thankful to God for a new day in your life? Yeah, yeah, yes. Let us thank God for we are breathing, we are alive and we're worshiping the living God and Jesus said because I live you shall you will also live thank you jesus thank you jesus what a great joy the 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 very life that jesus has given to us for one more day how many of you are excited to hear today's message if you are excited with excitement i will give it to you yay right okay <laughs> Oh the title is not so much exciting i know that but i have put it in a, the terror of the lord is the title the terror of the lord is the title yeah i'm going to shake you not for dancing in the spiritual realm i'm going to shake you i am i was shook when i heard it it's not a big big complicated word it is very simple words that i'm going to share with you can we have a word of prayer that god may give grant us wisdom that we will take it up in a proper way that can we can grow let us pray father in the name of your son jesus we ask this evening to touch our mind touch our heart touch our souls even our body that god we may be attentive to you receptive and focused to the word that gives life the word that transforms word is none other than jesus it is you the word says the flesh be, the word become flesh and you are that master today as we may be meditating upon the simple word that uh, apostle paul, paul said in corinthian that uh, about the terror of the lord we wanted to know the lord as we are meditating upon the the secrets and the simplicity of that message let it not make us uh, fearful but let it, let it make us uh, reverent towards your word and let it be very careful that the rest of the life we will not waste but we will make it uh, a lord uh, a profitable life for your kingdom in jesus name touch every soul right now touch every mind take out every distraction holy spirit take out every kind of fear take out every guilt consciousness take out every life that is be a stumbling block in their life let your presence come and cut through their hearts and minds and soul and soul so master so that god that may be sanctified uh, a sanctified altar for the word to be planted of oh god in jesus name i pray amen amen Okay the terror of the lord can somebody help me with second corinthians chapter 5 verse 11 second corinthians chapter 5 verse 11 it says therefore knowing the fear of the lord we persuade others but what we are what we are is known to god and i hope it is known also to your conscience yeah therefore it starts with the word therefore therefore means there is something that is before preceded before that it says therefore even that verse 9 also starts with therefore what it says 
for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So I want to, to make it very clear to those who have not uh, heard my messages previously. You ask uh, the team PSU, Mr. Matthew and uh, other team, even manager, they will be able to give you the podcast for my uh, earliest uh, messages where I spoke about the judgments and the judgment, judgment of Christ and all that kind of thing. Okay. Each one may receive uh, the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. That means, says, Bible says, Apostle Paul says, there is a life according to Hebrew. There is a life after that. There is a death. And after death, there is a judgment. So Apostle Paul very clearly says, we all must appear, not somebody, all. Underline that word, all. All may appear to before the judgment. So all appear for the judgment. Before whom? Before Christ Jesus. And each one may receive the things done in the body. Means what? Whether when we are living in this body, whatever good or bad, okay, that is done according to what they had done, whether good or bad. Whether good or bad, in the original manuscripts, it says, whatever you did is useful or useless for the kingdom of God. There are many people living their life useful to kingdom, and there are many who live life useless for the kingdom. It is supporting the kingdom of the devil. I told you there is three kinds of uh, kingdoms, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of man, and the kingdom of the Satan, the devil. So either way, somewhere we are useful, but not too useful to God. And then now Apostle Paul says, knowing this, everybody need to give an answer to the judgment and they will be judged according to it. Because of knowing that, uh, therefore, the terror of the Lord means if you are lived, you lived a life that is useless to God in the given time upon the earth, there is a terror of the Lord. Okay, and uh, we pursued men means what? That's why the preachers, the apostles uh, give gospel and tell people, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. We persuade people. Why? Because of the terror of the Lord. We are well known to God and also trust our, we are well known in your conscience. Okay, so here, let's simply, simply we go that there is uh, what is saying that uh, Apostle Paul is saying there is a judgment. Everyone need to one need to appear and give to account, and you will you and me will be judged whether according to the usefulness or uselessness to the kingdom. And when uselessness, there is a terror of God. There is there is a judgment. There is a fearful judgment going to come. Today, the Lord is the merciful Lord. His time comes. The merciful Lord will be a yet become a terror of the Lord. He will become a, a vengeance-taking judge. Okay, so uh, now I try to, to break the words like this. So this is something that is happening. You know, there is always, understand this, there is always a tug of war happening between in our life. Tug of war, you understand? When we went to to Baruch for uh, our camp. We had the rope and 10 people in this side, 10 people in that side. We used to pull it both sides and then whoever, you know, uh, brings the other team to their side will be win. There is a tug of war happening in our life. And where is the, who is doing this tug of war? Between you 
and the Holy Spirit. Understand that. The tug of war is, tug of war is happening between you and the Holy Spirit. When I say you, when I address sinner, don't take it, say that pastor is calling me sinner. Every you, the sinner, every you, the backslidden person is pulling one, pulling to one direction and the Holy Spirit of God is pulling to the other direction. You understand that? The person who, are a, who is a backslidden, who is a person who is a sinner, he is pulling to this side, then the Holy Spirit is pulling to the other side. The Spirit is, why? The Spirit of God is working to convince each one of you to give up the lawless, the sinful way. Understand that? The Holy Spirit is working in your life to stop resisting his plans in your life. And the Holy Spirit is pulling so that you can yield to God's will for your life that has come to you through Jesus Christ. This is why the, the tug of war is happening. You understand that? A tug of war is happening because God, the Spirit of God want you to embrace the plan of God rather than you walk in the plan of yourself. You got it? Okay? That's why a, a preacher, an evangelist or a pastor, sometimes prophets also give evangelical messages. They keep on telling that, they keep on telling to repent and turn to God. Why, you know? Because a pastor, a preacher, does not want to see the dear souls go into the hell fire. Am I talking to somebody? They are not persuading for any monetary, any physical, any emotional benefit to themselves. There is nothing. See, I'm an Indian. I'm an Indian pastor. You are from African countries. Three, three years, four years, you will go away. And some of them, I may not, I, I don't think that I may see anymore you. And I do not mean, I may not know you what you are doing. Many of the children in four, three years, they left from here. Only four or five students are in connection with me. I have preached to thousands of African children, but only four or five children are in touch with me. Okay, rest of them, I do not know what they are doing. So what I'm telling, by persuading to you, I don't have any benefit. But the only benefit is that when we come into the eternal kingdom, I will see you there. That is my, that is my ambition. That's my prayer. That is my joy. When I say, don't do this. When you, we, you ask a suggestion, I say honestly, no, this is not right. Why? Because I do not want you to, thinking that what you are doing right, end up in a wrong place and go into the judgment of hellfire. Okay? That's why a preacher... That's why a prophet, that's why an apostle, that's why an evangelist, that's why a layman, that's why a believer persuade you so that you can escape what? The hellfire. I want to tell you one thing. Write it down yourself. You will not be converted until you want to be converted. 
the holy spirit can work in your life but if you bible says i stand at the door and and know if you open i will come in because that means if you do not allow the holy spirit to work in you you work in your life nobody can work in your life you cannot be converted until you want to be converted bible says you are god's enemy and you are in rebellion against him when you do not abide or heed the voice of the holy spirit am i talking to somebody it's about terror of the lord i am slowly speaking to you i want to speak to your soul i do not want to bring scare or i do not want it to make you fearful i wanted to slowly minister to your soul the bible says even jesus said you are already enemies of god when you reject or rebel against god's word and the holy spirit and the holy the bible says even this the, the prince of the world has all the eyes of your mind so that you may not know the truth you are blinded so my dear my dear children if the struggle is not between a preacher or a believer but it is between a sinner a backslider and god got it the the the, the struggle is not between a, a preacher and a preacher and a, and a believer you know you hear something and you do not want to agree on it it's not a it is not a, i will say okay okay but the struggle is between not me and me you and me it is against god and you are you understanding that when a servant of god give you an you ask opinion and then you do not follow that opinion there is a war happening that war is not with the preacher or the pastor it is between you and god because god through the servant of god already spoken what is right and what is wrong now your choices is a struggle you got it what is the normal struggle what happened the preacher the pastor or the preacher says what the pastor or preacher says is not according to your expectation there is a disagreement happens today's world young people this is the greatest problem the young people think that everybody does so why can't i do and then they guarantee that we will take care of our own life hello my dear you cannot keep take care of your 110 euro how can you take care of your own life you cannot take care of 10 rupee if it is come to you it will you will spend it anyway and some way you cannot take it if you and me could have handled our life then god would have not sent jesus to die on the cross and speaking to somebody right the moment the pastor's suggestion or preaching is not the way that you expected the pastor becomes your enemy but actually the pastor pastor understands that it is not the pastor is the enemy the person is struggling and fighting and rebelling rebellion against god that tug of war is happening second corinthians chapter 520 if you read it you can see why i say so second corinthians 
chapter 5 verse 20 second corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 now then we are ambassadors for christ as though god were pleading through us we implore you on christ's behalf be reconciled to god what is apostle apostle say now then we are ambassadors of christ means what you have ambassadors of your country uganda mozambique zimbabwe like same way the preachers the pastors are ambassadors of christ on behalf of the ambassador what country they say as though god were pleading through us means what when a preacher is speaking to you god is pleading through him hello are you listening that are you listening that when a pastor when a priest when a prophet when a evangelist somebody when he is persuading you saying son this habit is not good daughter this lifestyle is not good it is not that man is man is persuading you on behalf of god god himself is speaking through us because we are ambassadors we are the mouthpiece we are the we are the we are the messengers that speaks god's word and it is only we speak god's word but the one who speak is god himself and what is that saying and what is that god says and we implore you on christ's behalf not on pentecost behalf not on catholic behalf no church behalf we request our our implore is on christ's behalf means what we on behalf of christ ask you what be reconciled to god any of you have a angry any of you ever been hate, hated your pastor spoke malice words about your pastor repent and turn because that could be a curse upon you because pastors are the mouthpiece of god god himself is speaking to you but used him as a mouthpiece so if you spoke something against the servants of god you spoke against some 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 pastor who corrected you you spoke something that is not right and you judged him better before the terror of the lord coming upon repent and turn and say to him lord i am sorry i'm sorry for speaking against you you i was i thought i was speaking against pastor roy but now i came to know that i was not speaking against pastor roy i was speaking against you remember the prodigal son came and said i have sinned against you and heaven when you talk to against a pastor when you talk against a against a servant of god for correcting you then you speak words behind him and you then make parties about him god is looking into that so so what is the object of the gospel preacher the objective of a gospel preacher is to persuade man what is the role that god has given to me to persuade man why because of the terror of the lord what is the terror of the lord when you die you need to give you will appear before the judgment seat and you need to give your answers alone and my goal is your perspective and thinking towards god and his word may change what is my purpose my my goal my goal is to help you to change the perspective and thinking towards words god and god 
So knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. We persuade you. We persuade each one of you. No, we speak to you. What is what I'm speaking? Reconcile with God. You become an enemy by doing things that is wrong and you are in enmity with God. And when by enmity with God, you become a friend of devil, reconcile with God because there is a judgment that is coming up. Tonight, if your soul is wanted back, what it will be in exchange you will be giving to in the hands of God. So that is why we persuade. And we can, you can say, some people tell me, Oh, we know the Bible. Let me tell you. I'm taking this Bible in my hand. There is nothing new in the Bible. Everything for thousands of years, this is the word that is preached by from the pulpit, from, from, from every corners of the world. There is nothing new in the Bible. Paul is not saying what God will do to you when you are in rebellion with God, if you do not get saved, but he is telling what Jesus will do to you if you are not reconciled. Okay? There is a lot of difference between what God does and what Jesus does. Understand? Why I said though, God, let me tell you, listen to me carefully. God's judgment is over. How many of you know that God's judgment is over? Because God already judged the mankind in Jesus. And Jesus paid the penalty of the mankind upon the cross. So judgment of God is satisfied by Jesus himself. Now who is going to judge? John chapter 5, 22. Please read. John chapter 5, 22. Please read. Who is going to judge? The father judges no one but is given all judgment to the son. The father judges no one. Means what? Father's judgment is over. He, he looked for a blemishless, spotless lamb as a sacrifice. And he himself did through his son, God become man. And he finished that judgment upon Jesus and given a son. A opportunity to the mankind to know him and get saved. Now who is going to judge you? The judgment is given to Jesus Christ. Are you getting me? The judgment is in the hands of Jesus Christ. Men is trying to do and they already done whatever best they can do. That is what? Persuading every single person to get reconciled with God. Even today, man is preaching. Pastor Roy is preaching. Pastor Benihin is preaching. Pastor so-and-so, so-and-so, all pastors are preaching. All prophets are preaching. But nobody can convert you until you wanted to be converted. So men is, men is doing their part. But who... Now it is needed... You need to know what Jesus will do to you when you rebel against God and his word. And I today want to very simply to minister to your soul to tell you what Jesus will do to you if you are a backslider 
if you are a sinner that not re got reconciled with Jesus Christ. Okay? Listen to me. During earthly ministry of Jesus, he was very friendly. He was very gracious. He was loving and he was friend to sinners. He was called, he was addressed by people that he is a friend to sinners. If you look into the Bible, the gospel, he was a healer to the afflicted. He was a cleanser of lepers. He was the feeder of the hungry. He was the friend to Lazarus, the one who died. Why he was a friend? How you know? Because he even cried for his, the death of his brother, his friend Lazarus. Jesus only once exhibited a sheer anger, holy anger or anger against religious people. And Jesus said, you have made my, the house of the Lord is for the prayer. You made the house of my Lord as a den of thieves. That's the only place Jesus has manifested or exhibited a holy anger. Even today, when people are selling cloth, uh, ob, you know, uh, anointed cloth, anointed towel, anointed water, anointed uh, anointed oil, someday it will come anointed banyan, anointed shoe, everything will come. Everything will come. Because we are living in an end days where uh, the Antichrist will come and deceive you. So you will go after, you know, you know, anointed shoes, anointed socks, anointed bangles, anointed, uh, no, it will keep on going. It will keep on go. It will keep on go. And, uh, and Jesus exhibited a sheer shame and angry upon them. And he threw out everything and said, do not make the house of my Lord, father a house of uh, thieves. But one thing, my dear children, a day is coming. The attitude of your savior will change. A day is coming soon. The attitude of your savior will change. Those who are saved and endure till end will remain saved until end. But there is a time of vengeance and judgment coming. Sooner your savior will become a justice-filled judge. His second coming is very soon. Am I ministering to somebody this evening? He's going to shift the chair. Today, it's easy. Today, it's easy for you and me to repent and turn to the merciful Lord. But tomorrow when he comes, it may not be possible. That's why in the book of Revelation, people say to the mountains, come and fall upon us. Who can stand before the anger of the Lord? A day is coming. The behavior of your savior will change. Vengeance will come. According to Romans chapter 12, 19, vengeance belongs to God. When God will take vengeance, all the doors for your reconciliation get closed. God will take a vengeance. This may be the last time you may be hearing a gospel from a pastor to repent and turn. 
Next moment can be a time of vengeance. This may be the last time I may be preaching the gospel of reconciliation. Another time you may want to hear, but God will shut the mouth of the servant and say, no, enough is enough. Hebrew chapter 9, 27 says, there is a life after that death and after death there is a judgment. Jesus will take vengeance on the sinners and backsliders, those who are not repented. Even today we are persuading you, some of you, You've been so knowledgeable with the Bible. You know, you started looking to the lives of the people and start comparing Bible as a convenient method to live in a sinful life. Understand that? You compare. Why? To, for the convenience of your life. You, 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 you want something to happen. So you, you, you think like that. It is a convenient. It's okay. Time is there. Time is not their children. It can finish now. It can finish now. A vengeance, a judgment is going to come. Let me address to you some things. Jesus left heaven's glory for whom? Hello? Jesus left heaven's, heaven's glory for whom? Linda, can you please help me? Heaven's glory, he left for whom? For us, Pastor. Yes, for you and me. And let me ask you one question. What you left for him? It's not a question to Linda. It's a question to everybody. Peter left his net to follow Jesus. Okay? What you left to follow Jesus. We received many things. We received blessing. We received good parents. We received good health. We received good finances. We received good college. We received good siblings. But what we left. Jesus left all the glory of heaven for you and me. I want to tell you. He left the adoration of the holy angels. He was surrounded by cherubim and he could not, they could not see the glory of that seated on the throne. They used to cover with one, one spare of feathers. They cover their eyes and they other spare, they feather, they cover their wings, they cover the feet of them and they used to worship. And Bible says 24 elders throw their throw, crowns before him and say, holy Holy, holy is the Lamb. And he did it for whom? Name anybody, Christian or non-Christian. God gave Jesus as a ransom and as salvation, as a, as a salvation for only one person whose name is Jesus. God never created Man, Hindu, Muslim, Sikh, Isai, Sikh, Christian, Jewish. No, no. God created man. Every single person created upon the planet Earth is image and likeness of God. I want to tell you, Jesus is the only way. Jesus' only way. And I want to tell you, not only he left the adoration of heaven, he also become poor. He become poor. 
and he he grow he born in a carpenter's home he born in a manger he lived the son of god who lived lived with the all glory he grown up but with sheep and cattle and worked as a carpenter not because it was a picnic or fun fun mission trip he was not in a mission trip he was fulfilling the promises of the father that he said i will give you one savior he left and he become poor for you and me my question now is this what is your response to this jesus who left everything for you what is your response to this jesus do you think you are singing that is enough do you think that you are dancing that is enough do you think that you you post a bible verse in the group that is enough you do you think that you always say amen and praise the lord that is enough what is the life that you are living are you a convenient christian or a dead christian dead christian means what the one who is dead for the religion of christian will live for the relationship with christ jesus hallelujah second thing second question i want to ask to clade why jesus for whom jesus suffered brutality upon the cross and with soldiers why clade for whom for us for us when i say us means we are all plural but it is always good to say for me and you yeah it is personal it is very personal yeah jesus suffered for you and me and when you and me comes in plural it says us okay what was jesus went through jesus been falsely accused the accusation that was upon you was laid upon jesus christ he was arrested he was illegally tried by the by by, by the roman roman king and convicted he was stripped naked he was beaten they plucked the beard of jesus christ paraded paraded him half naked throughout the throughout the streets of jerusalem the 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 city of mercandise jerusalem on the on those roads he was holding a painful cross which is heavier than him he was dragging it and walking through the streets of jerusalem for whom for you and me for whom he endured all this thing for you and me let me now ask you this question how you responded to this jesus have you responded to this jesus have you have you thought about it how you responded to this jesus let's be ask another question to you jesus suffered the cross joel can you tell me jesus suffered the cross for whom i cannot hear you for me and for you for me and you can you imagine the son of the living god being nailed on the cross wooden cross the one who who is the word by that word he created heaven and earth and he is nailed upon the cross 
Roman soldiers, Jewish religious leaders, chief priests, and even thieves mocked him and ridiculed him. Who's for whom you and me? He took upon himself all the sins of mankind, including your and mine. He paid a penalty that was not to be paid by him. The penalty that we could not pay, he paid upon the cross. Let me ask you one question. How you responded to this Jesus? He was not sin, sin. He was not a sinner. He died upon the cross for you and me. Paid in a penalty that Sister Carmeline could not pay. Oh, name you, name your name. That the payment, the penalty that you could not pay, he paid. What is the response to this Jesus? Have you ever thought, have you ever started thinking when you do take a decision? Decision of doing something that is not right with God. Have you ever thought, you felt it, what you are doing is right. You Sometimes this is one of the greatest lie that the enemy tell to you. That you pray and see so when, when somebody do something wrong, no, they will say, we prayed, dad, we prayed this. No, my dear, because of prayer, the word cannot be changed. To do a thing that is Bible says is wrong will not become right because you pray and fast 21 days. You fast 40 days with water, you go to Mount Mount Himalaya and jump from there, nothing is going to happen. You cannot. I want to tell, I today said, today it's somebody. Prayer do not change the position of God in your life. Prayer changes your position in God. Don't try to change God by praying and fasting and say, oh, I prayed and I found it is acceptable, so I am doing. That is the lie of the enemy. Making you feel convenient, you feel comfortable, saying, no, 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 no. Look to Pastor Roy. He also did it. Oh, Pastor Roy did it, so why can't I do it? What is your response, word? What is your response to this Jesus? who died for you, suffered for you, left all the glory of heaven and came down as a man, lived as a man, died as a man, taking your and my penalties upon himself, crucified, died and went to the grave, three days went into the hell, took the keys of death and Hades and came back and said, that key of hell is with and he said, I'm going to come back again. What is your response to this Jesus? Let me, let me tell you, what Jesus will do to you is because of your transgressions against God's law and your sins against God, you're grieving and quenching the Holy Spirit. Understand? 
the jesus will judge you for what for transgressing god's law second to sinning against god third for grieving and quenching the holy spirit am i talking to somebody consider what jesus will do to you some can somebody read for me revelation chapter 118 Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 I am he who lives and was dead and behold am I life forevermore amen and I have the keys of hades and of death who has the keys of death and hades Jesus that means Jesus has the key of the death and he raised Lazarus from the dead he raised Jairus daughter from dead he raised himself from death that means he has authority over death okay and now if jesus have authority over death jesus will be the judge deciding who will go to hell you got it why because jesus is the deciding factor for a sinner to believe in him so that he can have eternal life then if anybody reject jesus definitely will go to where hell even anybody rejects his word where he will go hell if salvation from salvation from sin is centered on jesus then hell is also centered on jesus bible says some will try to enter into the heaven and god will say depart you lawless one i do not know you okay my unsaved child of god if you are listening to me you may be a christian born in a christian family but you have not given your life to jesus then today this is an opportunity that i am giving it to you to receive jesus christ as your savior and personal savior and lord in your life and also my backslidden sons and daughters thinking that what you are doing right and you are prayed and all like that things no that is not right with god don't indulge into rebellion and rejection of the word of god by thinking that you prayed for something and you felt it is okay and you do it next week i will teach you about faith faith is not a feeling faith is not a feeling faith is faithfulness don't come don't indulge into a something that you think somebody else is doing so why can't i do that somebody will be before the judgment throne and you will also be in judgment throne my unsaved children my backslidden children this is now an opportunity for you to return to jesus you you know about the white throne judgment you know about it it is written in revelation chapter 20 11 to 15 about the great white throne judgment i'm repeatedly telling you if you do not know jesus if you have not repented from your backsliding if you are not repenting from your sinful life lifestyle it is jesus who will judge you for hell if you read 
Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. And I saw the dead, the small and the great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. There is a book of life. There is a book of life. The judgment belongs to Jesus. And one who sits on the great white throne, throne is none other than Jesus Christ. I told you earlier, John 5.22, it is judgment is not by the Father. Judgment is not by man. Judgment will be done by Jesus Christ. Close your eyes for a moment and Im imagine the fearful face of Jesus Christ. You must have imagined the loving, smiling, you know, merciful face of Jesus Christ. Imagine for a moment, if you can, I tried, but I could not imagine that face. If you can imagine that face, imagine very fearful, vengeance-filled, grieved, anger-filled Jesus. Can you imagine it? I want to give you 30 seconds and let me see if somebody could see that face. Imagine, if you can. I failed. I failed. Okay. Can anybody imagine a Jesus with anger, with vengeance, hatred? Can you imagine? No. We always, we always thought about a Jesus who is always loving, is always merciful. We are always, I, I pray that ever in our life, we may not end up seeing that fearful face of Jesus. Am I talking to somebody? Don't take it lightly. Don't smile it away. Don't close your eyes to say that, oh, it doesn't matter. It matters, my dear. Because today you will be having somebody to smile with and sp speak with. Tomorrow when you will be in that place, nobody will be there to stand with you. You will be all alone. Today maybe you may be seated beside a friend and you can talk while pastor is speaking. Or you can close your, your video and sleep, fall in sleep. Or you can do some cooking, something you can do. But the day you answer, that day you will be all alone. And that day, terror of the Lord will be upon you, upon me, if we, I am negligent and rebellious to God. Let me tell you a very serious thing. There is a life, nine, Hebrew 9, 27 says, there is a judgment that is waiting. You have to die once, and after that, there is a judgment. Every Christian, every non-Christian have to die and face a judgment throne. Let me tell you what would be the last word of Jesus. Matthew chapter 25, 41. Matthew 25, 41. It says, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cast into the eternal life prepared for the devil and his angels. So there was a separation. The people who was rebellious when kept into the left side and the people who was obedience kept into the right side. And for the right side, people said, come and inherit my eternity. In with the, you, become, uh, you become faithful in the small things, so come and inherit great things. And for the left, those who are smiling, those who are rebellious, those who are living, thinking that they are doing right. All religious Christians, all religious ones. What happened? He said, depart from me for the hellfire that is created for whom? Devil and his angels. 
let me tell you hell is not pre god never created a hell for mankind hell is created for whom devil and his fallen angels then how man end up in hell by the choices he makes you are by living in your body every choices that you make will account for you to and you will be judged for the hell this would be the last word ever a sinner can hear depart from me you lawless one i never knew you but hey lord in 3 years in india i was a psu's worship leader i was the father or mother of a a family i was the evangelism leader i was the pastor of psu i was the president i don't know you why because you are lawlessness means was for breaking rejecting his law how many of you know that the same god jesus with whom you expect and desire and pray to be with him for eternity the same jesus will be the one who is oversuing overseeing your judgment in the hell you know it read revelation chapter 14 10 and 11 uh, revelation 14 10 and 11 says he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of god yes poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels in the presence of the lamb okay stop for a moment what with whose presence they will be tormented tormented in the presence of holy angels and the lamb means who who jesus christ am i talking to you the word of god i am committed to bring the word of god without any adulteration every suggestion every counseling i give would be always based on the word of god here he says that in he himself also drink of the wine he says he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb 11 you read it says and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast of his image and whoever receives the mark of his image so who worship the beast the devil and received his <coughs> authority in his life there is no rest day and night they will be tormented somebody say i do not want to be there lord i do not want to be there day and night in the presence of holy angels and in the presence of the lamb himself those who have rejected those who have rejected jesus those who are disobeyed the word of god they will be tormented and it is not for once in a while it will be day and night and it says not only day and night it is forever and ever until the second death until the death of the devil am i talking to you the terror of the lord okay let me close it quickly can you think the lamb 
the god who suffered for you push you for suffering if he was supposed to push you for suffering he would have never come to die for you he died for you expecting that you respond to his call so that you may have eternal life but when you rejected the same god who died for yourself got tormented for you and me will push you into tormentation can you imagine the lamb of god who died for you and me will send you and me if you are rejected jesus christ into the eternal horror in the lake of fire i want to tell you can you imagine a gracious jesus taking vengeance on your disobedience a gracious jesus taking vengeance and i want i have no doubt to tell you the rejection your refusal to him will change the course of all your destiny your refusal to him will change the course of all your destiny and so what is my i am persuading i persuade in the name of jesus on behalf of christ come to jesus and embrace him as your personal savior and escape from that hell fire this is an earnest imploration i implore you on behalf of my my savior my children those who are in sexually immorality living together alcoholic addicts this all things bible says it is not acceptable and you think it is acceptable and the devil convinced you telling this is acceptable and you are living in a lie and a day of vengeance the one who died for you on the cross the one you suffered stripes upon your body has to cheerfully sent you into the horror lake of the lake fire saying depart from me the lawless one i don't know you there is no gain for me my dear children i am not here to offend you what is the what is the benefit in offending you it is your life i cannot pray for you your prayer you need to pray you i cannot stand stand and answer for your sins you have to stand and answer for your you need to worship you need to repent you need to pray i cannot do it for you this is my earnest request come to jesus change your lifestyle change your attitudes change that relationship metrics change the dot course of life don't think that you prayed so that you, because you pray sin cannot be holy sin is sin don't try to change the meaning of sin bible says it is sin it is sin you cannot rewrite it just because you fast and pray and speak in tongues you cannot rewrite sin's definition sin is sin if at all the sins definition could have been changed then god would have done it instead of sending his son to die he would have changed it but what bible says his promises are yes and amen his words are heaven and earth will pass away but his words will not pass away so whatever he said it is that is settled bible psalm says oh thy words are ever settled in heaven and they praise god it is ever settled in heaven beloved psu church members those who are listening to me and the due course of time when somebody listen to my podcast 
If you ever happen to listen to my podcast, this is a servant of God seeking your attention this evening with tearful eyes, tearful heart. Turn to this Jesus. There is a vengeance coming. There is a terror of the Lord is coming. He died for you. He left the glory of heaven for you. He was stripped for you. He became naked for you. He accepted the cross for you. He doesn't want you to push you to the horror of the lake fire. That was meant for devil and his angels. Apostle Paul says, I pursue. He said to, to Romans, I become Roman. To judge Greeks, I become Greece. Somehow I may win some souls. I'm trying to persuade you. I do not know how beautiful you are. I do not know how religious you are. I do not know how handsome you are. I don't mind because I know one thing from the mud you came. In the mud you will go. And the Bible says if you live in Christ, you will die in Christ. Your good work will follow you. Is the life that you are living is a life that is living for Christ. Apostle Paul says in, in this life, in this body, no longer that I live, Jesus Christ lives in me. If Can you tell, tell today, holding your hands on your chest saying, yes, pastor, I stand in agreement with Apostle Paul. All, yes, in this body, it is no longer any flesh, no longer any lust, no longer any co any, any compromises, any complacence, or no longer any lie living. It is Jesus and his truth and his grace and his compassion and love lives, and I will live for eternal with him. Can you make a choice today evening? Don't think I'm harsh. This is only word of harshness, maybe you expect, but it's, that is a great tormentation that is waiting if you reject Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit inspired scriptures. Today I'm speaking to you. This dad have never died for you. This pastor never took your shame, your guilt, your pain, your sin, and I never died for you. But there is a heavenly dad who came through the sun into this world and he lived a life that is like you. Lived blemishless. Bible says the one who know no sins becomes sin and suffered for sinners. He died for you. Tonight, today evening, I persuade you knowing the terror of the Lord. Be reconciled to Jesus. Re be reconciled to God through Jesus. I'm not expecting your bank balance. I'm not expecting your first salary as a tithe. I don't need anything. My God is my provision. Only one thing I need, if at all I can win your soul for the kingdom of God. You are saved by Jesus. I cannot save you. You are saved by Jesus by his death. I can only win that soul for Jesus Christ. I can only persuade you, persuade, persuade you, but with my word of my mouth, word of my mouth, by word, by doing good things to you, I can persuade somebody in this evening. Can you take a decision and say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I lived a life that is dictated my, by my desires and my, and got enticed into that living style, thinking that. What I am doing is right. And the devil 
happens to be a liar, a cunning fellow who's the accuser of the brethren. He tried to convince me, pray and do it. God will hear. I prayed and fasted and thought that what I am doing is right. But today, the word I heard, that is the word Matthew chapter 25 says, depart from me, the lawless one. Lord, I do not want to hear that word. I wanted to be with you in eternity as a bride of your son, Jesus. I do not want to go into the hell. I want to worship you. And here I am surrendering my life. My life to you, Jesus. My life to you, Jesus. The relationships of the world is not important to me. The relationship with you is much more important. There is only one like you. I may get a friend or a girlfriend or boyfriend hundreds in this world, but I cannot get a savior and a loving friend like you. You alone is my friend. You alone is my savior. I'm knocking at your door today evening. Children, come back to Jesus. I'm persuading you on behalf of Christ Jesus. Come back to Jesus. Reconcile with God. I'm going to pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your son. Thank you for his broken body. Thank you for the shed blood. And today we heard about the terror of the Lord. And your word has persuaded us with their commitment and repentance. We turn back and, and, and joined our hearts with the communion. And we believe as we partook of it, there is the life of Jesus, life of God coming into the the Zoe life of God. It has come into me. And I am no longer separate. I am one in you. I am complete in you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.